Welcome back to Get in the Cashflow Game with K&K, where we talk about investing in real estate, cash flow, building wealth, and all the lessons we learned along the way. And if you can, do me a huge favor. Please like and subscribe this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. That way we can continue to bring you value every week and get bigger and better guests on the show. So what's going to happen in 2023? That is the uh, big topic right now. I mean, we're ending in, uh, we're ending 2022. Uh, a lot of people right now, I would say the market with rates raising, rising at a rapid rate, the feds are going to probably whack us with another 50 basis points for the end of the year. A lot of people, honestly, guys, I don't care if they're VC, I don't care if they're investors, real estate people, everybody is kind of just a wait and see. Um, and let's talk about what they're going to wait and see. So um, everybody is really just waiting. It's amazing how a group of people all the Federal Reserve, we're all sitting here and waiting for them to pivot, like everybody. Every single friggin' person talks about the Fed and waiting when they're going to pivot, when they're going to go back into equities, when they're going to jump all back. All we're doing is predicting yeah. all the time when we think this is yeah. going to happen. And so. let me just make this clear. Nobody knows. So let's go over, Crystal, what we do know with data that might give us some predictions or what people are predicting. Um First of all, let's just make this clear. Instead of thinking about interest rates, think about money in, money out. As we mentioned in previous podcasts, other videos, there is basically, just think about it, $6 trillion that's sitting at the Federal Reserve parked on the sideline that's usually in the market. And the reason why it's there is why, Crystal? What, to stop the flow of money? No, but why is it there? Why is it not working? Because they don't want it to. No. What? What are they getting paid? Money. Interest. You're getting paid interest. We've been working on this for the past few months. You know we always want to bring as much value as we possibly can, and our partner, Prime Corporate Services, is all about bringing you a service you can't get anywhere else at a price you can't get anywhere else. Whether you're new to owning a business or owning a property or you're an experienced property owner or investor, Prime Corporate Services is not only going to help you, but they're going to make the process so much easier. So if you book a call, the first thing they're going to do for you is help you understand what your business structure should look like your corporate structure, tax planning, estate planning, all of that. Maybe you're saying, I'm brand new to starting a business and all this sounds foreign and complicated. Remember, this company helps new people just getting started every day. They're gonna help you form the entity that's best for you and walk you through the process. Before I found this company, we paid thousands of dollars to other attorneys, CPAs, and consultants to try to understand exactly how we need to be structured to be as protected as possible. We've also gone the other route and used online platforms to form entities which unnecessarily put us at risk. You guys, you don't have to do that with this company. They'll do all of these things for you at a reasonable price so you never have to think about saving money at the expense of exposing yourself to liability. We've searched high and low and you will not find this much value anywhere else. All you have to do is schedule a free call today. Just go to primecorporateservices.info slash G-I-T-C-G. Once again, that's primecorporateservices.info slash G-I-T-C-G. We'll also leave the info for you in the show notes. What were they what, in, in the beginning of this year? So basically they're getting incentivized by pay, be, getting, they're like paying, getting paid more money with no risk. Why didn't they do that? Well, why didn't they do that beginning of this year then? Because the rates were lower. Zero. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Chris. I'm giving her a hard time. So guys, basically is you're like, well, why didn't they do this beginning of the year? When you're, if you're going to park the money, the federal reserve and they're paying you zero, you're like, 
I, I got to move it. Right. So, but now they're paying you 5%. So it's like, <laughs> no risk, no loan hey, officer. If somebody no would this. pay me 5% for no risk, I would do that. And you're a bank. Yeah. And you're like, is there a recession? What the Fed's going to do? You're like, okay, we'll just sit back. And I wait. mean, you are starting to see like CDs and things at higher rates than ever. Yeah. Like, like look, they just, they're just like, here, give us your money. Just like park it in the bank and let it sit here. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, basically, it's really the, when rates go down, it's money in, money out. Okay. So, money is flowing out of the system. Money is flowing out of people's bank accounts. Like we had a chart. Um, Savings are at like an all-time low now. It's pretty low. It's like yeah. the pandemic I know is record, but the average saving rate over the last crap 30, 40 years was 8.69%. Mm -hmm. Today it's a whopping, today as like we talk, it's like three. Yeah. During the pandemic, it got up to like 30%. Because we were all sitting around doing nothing. Stuck in our houses. So the other problem is credit card debt was at a trillion dollars. Pandemic hits. Everybody pays them down about 600 billion. Now they're over a trillion. So credit cards are racked up. Money is out of the system. Money is coming out of people's accounts. We're coming into the slower season, but it is the big spending season for retail. So that is the big thing. So the feds are watching retail. The weird thing was GDP was negative, negative. Then we got a positive, but also too, the positive, you got to remember they did give stimulus checks. I didn't get my check. I'm waiting for my check. All these, yeah, you're not getting it. <laughs> All these uh, 14 states gave stimulus checks, but you go, well, that doesn't help, Mike. When you give $1,000 to people and they deploy it, it does help. So, I wonder if Gavin put a pause on that too. No, just the homeless, the homeless problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, investors, uh, instead of putting buying equities, they're putting money in T-bills. Um, sellers missed the boat. Now they got to pay to play. I'm just going through my notes here. Walsh, oh, one of the other things uh, that's going to happen in 2023, we're make, these are just like predictions, and then we're going to kind of get, we'll end it with like what we kind of think will happen. Um, my guess is, is you are going to see the big Wall Street buyers. They're going to start coming back. Well, that's going to signal like all the flippers and everybody to come back. Oh, guys, too. when I say they come back, they are going to be buying a lot more than they did before. Well, because they're, they're like, they're just gearing up right now. It's cheaper. Yeah. And I know this because I know this. Um, because of just people that work with them, I know. He has sources, okay. Yeah, sources. Um, and so they're going to come back and buy. But think about it. Like, if they're coming and buying and the inventory is low, they're going to buy a lot of the inventory. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to buy more homes, I think, than last time. Flippers now in 2023 that didn't sell, you're going to see people coming in, writing checks to close deals. We're seeing it now. We're already seeing it now. Yeah, that's already um, happening. Uh, like, anybody in multifamily that has, like, bridge debt, they're just... They're up a creek. Our guesstimate is the feds are going to raise interest rates another half a per point um, in December. And then they're going to slow it down and go a quarter and then maybe another quarter. But we're going to end around four and a half or five percent. Yeah. So what they did say this last time increase is what's their. Yeah. Is that we're probably going to raise higher than we originally thought. But remember, these are the same people that said we're not worried about inflation, guys. It's it's stagflation. It's transitory. I think not stagflation. Sorry, it's transitory. It's it's. I think go what away. we we've learned about the Fed is that they really double down on all of their ideas. Like if they come out and they say something, they're like in denial until the very last minute, and then they just pivot. Like that's that's basically what happened. And the, he just opened the door for that with his last comments. I mean, last week it's kind of like okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other big thing uh, that the Fed watches that a lot of people are watching is the unemployment market that which is very strange so what's strange about it is um 
it would probably be a little bit different if we didn't have a pandemic. So the reason why it's different is a couple things. Number one, pandemic hit. Everybody got money. Then the, everybody opened up. Then nobody could find workers. But now they found workers. Yeah. So they're like... And now the economy's going to shit. They're like... So they go... Yeah. I don't want to fire the worker because I just hired him. So let me see how long it hold on to it. So when the big tech companies, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, all these guys coming out saying we're freezing hiring because they're waiting to see what happens, that's not good. There's 10 million plus jobs that are out there. Out of the 10 million jobs, 2 million are in hospitality, stuff like that. So low, low paying. Two and a half million or so are in uh, like hospital, that type of business. And then the rest are made up of all their sectors. But the thing is, is what's of those 10 million, there's not really like the white collar, big paying jobs, which we want. Those are kind of getting frozen right now, right? Right. But like, let's be honest, we're already starting to see more and more of the large companies laying people oh, no, off. No, no, no. Like you well, just heard CBRE is getting, they're laying off all these people. They're thinking well, real estate, like no real estate's getting 400 million people, but then tech, 400 million, not 400 million. Tech. All, I said $400 million. They need to cut oh, their okay. budget $400 okay, yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah. So that is going to be done via laying off employees. So they're going to do massive layoffs that they say are going to be permanent. And Twitter just let off 3,500 people on Friday. Twitter laying off people. Like a lot of tech companies are starting to lay people off. So when everybody said, oh, unemployment's at an all-time low. It's at an all-time low. It's at an all-time. No, what happened is that people just stopped putting out ads to hire and they were kind of like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. And then they're like, oh shit, it is going to keep going. So now we're going to lay people off. So I, I think, you know, what I predict in 2023 is that we're going to start seeing those unemployment numbers come up because you're already starting to see large oh, companies no, that sure. are laying people off. So there are going to, and we have multiple clients who have very high paying jobs that are getting laid off right now. Yeah, I had so, one. Or had, you know, already have gotten laid off. So the numbers are, the data is going to start showing. The thing is, is that it always is, tra it's, it's always trailing. So it's going to trail behind and going into 2023, we're going to start seeing those unemployment numbers go up. Yeah. So I think what we'll see first is like when there's, when it shows there's 10 million jobs available, they, a million, there was actually higher. A million came off. They're predicting like 5 million could fall off as quarter one. So well, it's been a million a month pretty much like in terms of like available jobs. So it was like, okay, you know, one month it was this, the next month it was that. It's no, been it's dropping, dropping about a million. A million like but then, a million they might, a then it might January fall right. off a cliff. Yeah. Then that's what Crystal says. Then what happens? They go, okay, do we start firing now? And that's the problem. So the job thing is question. The other thing um, that we, that I, that the big investors that I always get concerned with is a liquidity event. Um, liquidity, like basically we always say that the plumbing in the system, just think about a big company has to have the money to just pay bills. So think about that in the market. Is there something's going to crack? Something's going to break like it did in Europe where they had to bail out the whole system basically. Um, that would make the ped, feds pivot faster. If consumer spending fell off a cliff, would probably make the feds pivot faster. And then, as Crystal said, if unemployment just started going up or crazy firing, the feds might pivot faster. Um, and we're, we're obviously going to see probably all these things happen in 2023. And everybody's talking about it's going to be a hard landing, soft landing. Nobody knows. It really depends on this. But um, I don't know about you, you know, guys. The, but the other speculation, too, is like, hey, because rates rose so rapidly, we might see rates drop more rapidly than we have in previous recessions. Like that's a completely like, it's just speculative, but it is the talk because rates did rise incredibly fast. I mean, we are up 3.75% no, no, since the beginning of the year. Let me just rephrase that. It's 
never risen. Right. This fast. And guys, remember, they started raising rates like a couple months into the year. We're not even, this isn't like, they, they usually go this fast over years. If you go back and look at the feds, they said they were planning on getting here like by 2025. Yes. If we went back, I mean, I can't remember, but if we looked at it, if we had a chart, which I don't have, um, I'm sure it's over years. Um, the other thing that's uh, being talked about on Wall Street is tax loss selling, which basically means that people, basically people might end down. So they're saying um, the S&P might end down, down. So people like basically sell a bunch of stock in the year to take the losses. It's like a, it's like a, it's a wealthy people problem, but that does create issues and problems like money out of the system. Again, people might go just flee to, tr to cash. So Obviously, yeah, so if you have a bunch of people selling their stock, that's obviously going to be problematic it crashes the, for the market. market. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of volatility. So I would say between now and February, because just for real estate, real estate really slows down in the winter time. As we say, it's going to be a real cold winter for those people in Europe. It might be a real cold winter because they don't have freaking heat. Um, but between now and February, we're kind of having that prediction. Um, that's the window we're watching because really beyond that, it's hard is we think because we know the Fed's going to do December and then January. And then we're thinking, okay, is there a pivot there? So for our industry, we're kind of like, okay, we got to get to November, December, January, and then where are we at in February? But it's going to be a cold winter. Rates could go up. Um, but look, you know, there could be a lot of opportunities when things are cracking. So if you're a real estate investor, you know that aside from cash flow, you also get huge tax benefits by investing in real estate. But are you taking full advantage of all the potential tax benefits? We've been working with Tim Looney at CSSI for a few years now, and he's saved us and our clients hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in taxes doing cost segregation studies on our properties. Let me give you an example. We bought a property in 2019. If we had just used straight line depreciation method, we would have saved about $18,750 on our taxes. But because we did a cost seg, we saved $258,000 in the first year. That's $239,350 more in the first year alone. The other great thing is if you're classified as a real estate professional, you can apply this to other sources of income like your W-2 income or 1099 income, and you can also roll over any unused depreciation to future years. If you've owned your properties for a few years already, don't worry, you can still do a cost seg and save big on your taxes. This isn't tax advice, so consult your CPA to see if you qualify to take advantage of these benefits. And if you're interested in learning more, listen to episode 104 with Tim Looney. You can call or text Tim at 318-469-9861 to schedule a complimentary property analysis and make sure that you mention that you were referred by Kenny and Chris. Yeah, and that's a talk. I mean, I know I always say that there are opportunities in every market, but it's not necessarily today, but you just have to be watching for it because when things like this happen, like, you know, in the last in the financial crisis of 2008, there was a point where everybody was terrified. Like we were in this place, like everything came to a dead stop. Nobody was doing anything. And then all of a sudden there was like creeping in like these little opportunities. And a lot of people missed them because they were too busy being scared. But all the flippers were coming in and just like buying up these the, homes, yeah. like oh, yeah. cash down at the courthouse steps, getting things at auction, like making money hand over fist. Like this is where people add zeros to their net worth. Like this it's, it's not today because obviously we're still in panic mode, but it's, it's coming. Probably it comes 20, on the backside. So 2023 you, is that year. Yeah, that, so you have yeah. to be aware and you have to be looking for opportunity instead of crying about how bad it is. You have to be like, okay, the opportunity is coming. When is it coming? Because you don't want to miss that. This is the, the time where you're like, you know, if we all look back to 2008 and go, gosh, I should have bought more. I should have done more. I should have whatever. Should have, would have, could have. 
Well, guess what? It's coming again. So what are you going to do? You know, are you going to miss the boat again and kick yourself or are you going to be ready? So start thinking about when you start seeing these opportunities. Yeah. And we're not, and we're not sitting here um, saying this is 2008 because the fundamentals are completely different. Inventory is lower. People are in a much better financial position. People have way more equity. Right, this will be a, re- I mean, this is a recession. Yeah, so it's sure. like on the backside yeah. of every recession yeah. is like a lot of opportunity. And I would say residential real estate, we were, Chris and I were talking about this. I'm like, like the mortgage industry is just crypto and the stock market, the mortgage industry, I mean, got their asses handsome. I mean, so that re, means re, there's re, going to be re, refi business is down like 90%. I was telling Crystal, what other company or business right now is down 90%? I'm, don't forget the purchases. Like, refis are a big part of people's business. It's down 90%. Wells Fargo has 18,000 loans in its pipeline. I know from a year ago, but it's 90% down. They, I, they probably couldn't even tell you the last time they had 18,000 loans, but probably like 2008, nine. I don't even know. So it's really slow. Um, a lot of things are happening. People, I've seen people moving around. Jobs, industries, lenders, realtors, all this stuff. So Crystal, let's, with all that fun stuff we talked about, which is all, what we said is all unknown. Some of it's already known. Uh, we, what we do know is the Fed is going to continue to hike at least probably. In the near future. For the fi- near future. We're thinking 50, 25, maybe another 7,500 basis points. Like that's kind of like, could go more, but that's so like, it's th- slated. It's gone up 3.75% since the beginning of the year. And so the the prediction is that it, we're going to end at like four and a half or 5% over. We're at 3.75 right now. So rates have gone up 3.75%. We were at three. Prime was at 3.25% early this year. And so it is up 3.75%. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So they're saying that the Fed is going to raise rates as high as 45 to 5%. Okay. So, so we have close. like three quarters to a point and a quarter left to go. Okay. Okay. So 2023, um, what are some of the predictions that I'll predict? Uh, interest rates might start adjusting as early as quarter two. Fannie and Freddie sees uh, third quarter and other people in the industry see fourth quarter. So I would say I'm preparing for second quarter on to be ready for rates to drop. Um, That would be refi, stuff like that. So that's what I have to prepare my business for. Also, we are preparing that could go longer, but you have to be ready for that. Um, That's the first thing. The second thing is, is you're going to see the two, three, one buy downs. You're going to see sellers having to give massive concessions to get people to buy. Buyers are going to be in a great position. So if they did not buy and they waited, they're probably going to be in a great position to buy and then refi out. Um, but otherwise, uh, I too also think inventory is going to fall off a cliff here also, in the next few months. You know what I'm? What we're already seeing now, and it's maybe not necessarily in San Diego or Southern California per se, but because financing is so terrible, you're going to start seeing people get a lot more creative with financing. So there are so many other creative financing strategies. Like some of the obvious ones are like like assumable financing, which isn't ideal, obviously, because that means you have to have more money down. So for the people who are not super cash heavy, that's maybe not a great option, but you're going to see like more seller carries, more subject twos, more, um, private money financing, like all these kinds of like different, there's so many different ways to finance things creatively. So you're going to start seeing more of that stuff happening. Like more people are just going to get creative because they want it bad enough. And they're like, I'm not going to let a high interest rate environment stop me from selling my property, from buying a property, from making money. So the people who want it really bad, they're going to be creative. They are. 
Yeah, yeah, the great point. So, um, so rates will come down. I think they'll start pivoting. The Fed's going to pivot. Uh, recession, nobody knows what's going to happen. I think we'll really know how, I think once we get through this holiday season with shopping and retail, if that's a disaster, I think the pivot will be faster. If that's strong, we might be, pivot might be longer, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, cash coming out of systems, people are running out of money. And so I think 2023 for me is we're looking for interest rates. If they're seven now or whatever, let's just say they're seven right now. We're looking by the end of the year to be a five or four and a half on the 30 year. That's kind of the prediction. Um, uh, we'll obviously see, I think we're going to see a plethora of buyers come off the sidelines and buy and get deals. And I think you're going to see a lot of real estate investors uh, cash out refinances and buying up deals and flippers and investors. I think you're going to start seeing them coming out first quarter, second quarter of next year. Um, and then, you know, as far as the economy and stuff, like we'll see, but I'm sure there's going to be pain. A lot of, like Crystal mentioned, people are going to lose their jobs. Uh, there'll be that fear. Um, you know, somebody had a good point saying, if you have a good rate, a good job and you're steady, if interest rates are 8%, is that going to affect you from going on a trip or buying? No, but if you're somebody in your household or your brother or your cousin lost a really good job, you might go like, oh, wow, you lost your job? Mm -hmm. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just hit the brakes here and see what happens. And that does stop people in their tracks. What do you kind of think for your commercial? I agree with all those things. Um, I do think that in 2023, we're going to see cap rates come up on uh, multifamily especially. I mean, I think we're, you know, all of commercial really, I think cap rates are going to have to come up because it's the market's at a standstill. So sellers, sellers that thought that they had time to hold off and wait and see what happens in the market are going to have to sell. Like some people have legitimate reasons they have to sell. Maybe it, it's not so urgent now, but they're going to get to, they're going to feel urgent because the, the thing is, is human in human nature too, when you're ready to get rid of something or move on, you just want to get rid of it, right? So even if it's not like a must or a have to, there's going to be a lot of people who just want to be done. They're like, I'm done. I already made it up in my mind. I got to sell. And they're going to have to, the cap rates are going to have to rise in order to get buyers off the sidelines in terms of multifamily and commercial. So I do think that we're just going to see cap rates go up and then business start kind of moving a little bit. I mean, obviously it's going to be at a much slower pace still, but right now we're kind of at a and still like there's really not a lot going on people are trying to do things but it's really stopped at least in our market um for multifamily stopped yeah so they're just um, waiting next, next year, year it's going to move i mean most of our clients have money they have cash flow so they don't have to worry about this stuff as much but they're going to want to get back to doing some business so um we're going to start to see that happen next year uh, i do think that rates hopefully will slow down but we just don't know like when the fed's raising rates only a quarter of a percent um I'm hopeful that we'll start to see rates like level off because there is some margin in there. Like they are artificially raising the rates a little bit higher than need be. So I'm hopeful that like that will just kind of slow it down. But I do see that rates are going to probably be like seven plus um, for us. Ouch. So. Yeah. And also too, with the Fed pivot, even if they do pivot, they'll probably flatline, do nothing and then bring it down unless yeah. something really breaks in the system or it's bad. And the what one thing he was clear on He's not going to short change himself. He'd rather go further yep. and say, okay, the patient's dying on the bed and that he, cause he can back the train up faster. If you go too short and you had this up and down the problem is it takes so long. That, that's what to, happened in the seventies. He can yeah. back to look guys. We already saw what they can do with COVID. <laughs> they want to drop the rates, drop, 
you know they need to print money they'll print a bunch of money exactly they'll do so whatever it takes he, yeah. they already know that but if you yeah. go too soon and then you dip it and then it goes back up inflation it's like this that's what happened in the 70s they did this thing like a couple times it's a nightmare so he's going to make sure the patient's like dying on the table and then he we can recess you know yeah. boom and then in terms of commercial um i think that we're going to see a lot of lenders continue to just pull back um we've been here before uh but a lot a lot of lenders are already starting to pull back so you know a lot of lenders have taken interest only off the table. Wow. Um, a lot of lenders are just doing super cookie cutter deals. Lenders, I had a lender just tell me recently they're underwriting off 2021 tax returns. They're not like using current rents. Um, so lenders are just getting super conservative. And like I said, they're kind of like, take it or leave it. You know, so yeah, and, and, and yeah. Crystal, oh, you know, we always say this, but Crystal, it's in her business a little bit more because we have Fannie and Freddie, but Crystal always says this. It's like people forget because we're humans that yeah you want to go build those construction projects and things like that and crystal remind you just because you have a construction loan just because they're giving you funding doesn't mean they can't call you up and go hey we're going to stop you they can't do that they're like then sue them oh yes they can they did it and if they get nervous so things in crystal's market we have fha va finney freddie we have flows. agency and stuff too but it's we do. but 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 you know, Their rates are really high, though. No, but also what you're saying is is all these other banks, is, uh, they can pull back. They can just stop lending for a time period. I mean, Chase, who's a big apartment lender or whatever, they stopped lending for like an entire year. Yeah, and we have agency debt, too. So the agencies are going to be big for multifamily financing in our market in California, really, there's not a ton of agency debt that's happening in major MSAs because we have just banks that have like, you know, reg standard step down prepays and things like that. So yes, people are going to be doing more agency debt by way of like the fact that it's like the only debt available. Um, they're in the sevens already. So um, they're already <laughs> higher on rates, but they also, a lot of the agency lenders are doing bridge financing. So they really are doing bridge and they're doing other things. But guess what? When your underwriting rate is nine or 10%, it's just hacking your loan dollars. So even though that sounds great, yes they're still doing these deals they're doing them at a level that's a lot lower than what you've been expecting over the last few years so you're going to have to adjust your expectations and then secondly prices are going to have to adjust too because it's just not going to be realistic for buyers to make any profits when rates are so high with cap rates still so low so cap rates are going up lenders are going to scale back fannie and freddie financing is definitely going to become more prevalent in some of the major msas where it wasn't previously um, and so that's what I see for 2023 and maybe they'll start trickling back in later in the year, but you know, lenders are risk averse. So obviously banks are going to pull back. Like they don't want to take risks. They're already conservative. And so when this is happening and there's so much uncertainty, they're just like, cool, I'll sit back and wait, wait it out. Yeah. So I think in your space, uh, a lot of private money again, private money lenders are already very busy. They're uh, yep, already yep. They're, very This busy is right their now. time. Yes. Um, this is their time to shine. And just like know, attorneys, attorneys make a lot of money in this market. So do private money lenders. Yep. And I think in my market, fix and flips will be really good. Could people that got a good deal, they can leverage it up, fix it up. So, um, there will be opportunities. Um, you'll see people getting them just to be prepared. Uh, make sure you got the right team. You're around the right people and know your numbers and just make sure, you know, Crystal will tell you you're running, you're running your numbers, not just, you know, for some crazy rate that you might have in the future, you know, run those risk numbers that different events, run it at different numbers, different rates. Yeah, all, most of our clients and what we're instructing people to do is just to write, underwrite your numbers at five, six, seven, eight percent. So that way you kind of know like at where 
Just for case, are. just in case. Yeah. 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 You definitely want to underwrite to all of these things because you, you never know. Rates might go back down to five. Like at what point does a deal make sense for you? Like what is your risk tolerance? So you, you need to like figure that out. Like what is your strategy with your property? So if you're a buy and hold, it's not like so much of a concern for you, right? Like you just go get a loan and then eventually rates will come down and then you'll, your cash flow is going to go up because you'll be able to refi. Um, so it's, it's not the end of the world, but you need to plan for the next, you know, two, three years perhaps. Um, and, and is the deal going to make sense for you on these numbers for the next two or three years? So, yeah. So, uh, I don't look at it as all doom and gloom. There's a lot of opportunities. A lot of people will get out of the business, unfortunately. So on the other side of this is tons of opportunities. So if you're in it and you're at the forefront and you're prepared and ready, you know, like Crystal said, you can make a lot of money in many different ways in real estate. Um, otherwise guys, thanks for watching. Talk to you guys soon. We're out.